Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And today we have a special guest returning for Rarest of the Rare Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies Part 3. We have Who Are You? It's Crazy Ed himself. Ed, who are you? Could you please explain what we are doing today? Part three. This is the pregame show, actually, right now, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're just uh, we're just having some fun here. Um, actually, Nardwar brought in his uh, record collector magazine special collectors issue, and uh, he's he's made some uh, special requests for me. And uh, one of the records he asked me to bring in was Mac Curtis's third record cut for the King Record Company in '57. And uh, that, that was cut when Mac was a mere 17 years old in Dallas, Texas. And I asked you to bring in a copy of it, Ed. And again, could you explain to people who you are again? Just who you are. Vancouver record collector, longtime member of CITR Radio, started Thunderbird Radio Hell, was in the band Misty Deep. Yep, did all them things, yeah. And actually, we might have one of the Misty Deepers uh, listening to the show tonight. That was Ed's band in the 1960s. Ed played a wicked accordion. And Ed, if you had brought in the British issue of the record that we just heard now, how much richer would have we been? 
My God, if you just sold a copy, you would get 2,000 British pounds for it. So that's like way over 3,000 US or Canadian dollars. It's about 3,500 bucks, I think, something like that. And that's what today's show is all about. Money, money, money. So in a few moments, we're going to be starting Rarest of the Rare Part 3. But as this pregame show, we have some special requests that I came across in Record Collector magazine that you have provided, Ed. Thank you for bringing that rare artifact. And then we had a couple of interesting things off the uh, the internet came to our attention and and one uh, internet sensation right now is a uh, Newfoundlander uh, by the name of Larry Harvey started off in uh, in uh, St. John's and grew up in Carmenville Newfoundland and, and by the early 50s he made his way to Toronto and from there somehow he gets himself signed to the King Record Company out of Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, and actually um, becomes on the roster of the Grand Old Opry, although uh, he says he one of his great regrets is he didn't get to uh, actually go on stage there. I think they're actually trying to get him on the Grand Old Opry, and he might have actually done that in this documentary, Paper Promises, all about him. Yes, I heard about this documentary, Paper Promises, on As It Happens, of all places, on the CBC, about this guy Larry Harvey. And I asked you, Ed, about Larry Harvey, but you did not know he was Canadian. So that brings up the question, Ed. Do you think that there are many artists that you don't know that are Canadian? Well, obviously there's still a few around. Um, actually, I just heard about another guy that uh, was uh, did some very interesting stuff. I'm just trying to think of his name. Daryl uh, Weaver? Um, well, Derry Reaver is uh, was uh, one one guy that uh, I was interested in for a long, long time. He was one of the um, the the last uh, of of the Canadian rockers that hadn't been undiscovered. Uh, his great claim to fame is uh, writing. Uh, uh, Moondog by for the Gamblers, and he was the guitar player in that band. So yeah, it was uh, it was neat that he came to light, and of course that's all thanks to to the internet as well. And uh, Eddie Cochran on some Eddie Cochran tapes, yeah. his guitar playing surfaced, right? Because Eddie Cochran did a session with him. That's right. Um, when he moved down to uh, Hollywood, uh, California, from Lethbridge, Alberta, um, his his girlfriend was Mary Jo Sheely, and uh, her his her big sister was Sharon Sheely, Sheely, and Sharon was Eddie Cochran's girlfriend. So they all became fast pals. And yeah, Eddie taught them how to play uh, some hot guitar licks. And there's some great tunes actually can be found on YouTube. Itty Bitty Betty by Derry Weaver. That's D-E-R-R-Y Weaver. W-E-A-V-E-R. But right now, Ed, we're going to, who's from Canada, right now we're going to hear Larry Harvey, who you didn't know was from Newfoundland. So yeah. all these years you've thought that he's American, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, he recorded for King, so so that uh, that's the way it was. Actually, when I first got these records, uh, I thought he might be Canadian, and I guess that was because I had got them on Canadian labels. And he sounds—he's uh, a sound-alike for for Hank Snow. Let's give it a listen. Larry Harvey from Newfoundland. Check him out on the Paper Promises documentary, as heard on CBC. Wait a sec, as heard on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. There's a high wind tonight It won't blow away my cares It can't change my love affairs But it helps to dry those tears That I've shed for years And years There's a 
my window pane And it helps to push the train The one that's taking you from me Just so you'll be fancy free Ride that train, ride the whims Till you've had your crazy whims It won't last long, you will see
Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with guest DJ Eddie, the Dead Ed. DJ Ed, Ed, are you there? Hello, Ed. It's crazy Ed nowadays. How are you doing, Ed? Well, we're doing fine. We're in the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And I'm pretty excited about the stuff we just played because it's on the Doot label. What can you say to what we just heard? Oh, that last one. Um, well, the, actually, the, the one on Dootone coming up is, is going to be on the Dootone label. Actually, what we just heard was uh, Jackie Lee Cochran doing Mama, Don't You Think I Know? That He was just a mere 16 years old when he recorded that in February 57. That one features Merle Travis on guitar, Cliffy Stone on bass, and Jimmy Pruitt on piano. All those guys are famous in their own right. And then what did we play after that? The we chords. The original version of Shaboom. The guy that wrote it was thinking of rockets, and he, he was thinking he wanted a sound that, that, that would remind people of rockets, and so that's what he came up. Shaboom. Because that's what the kind of a sound that a bomb makes before it, it explodes, right? Shaboom. 
So that's where that came. That was uh, from June 1954. That was a huge record. Uh, it was uh, number five on the pop charts and number three on the uh, rhythm and blue char- blues charts. Then we heard the Penguins. That's what we're going to hear right now. Oh, we're going to hear the Penguins yes, now. Okay. That, that's the one that's on the Dutone label. Um, Earth Angel, when it came out in 1954, November 54, it was selling so fast that they ran out of paper um, because the label is, is on maroon uh, print. And uh, the, they were selling so many copies of that record that they ran out of the maroon paper. And so they, they, then they had to switch to black and blue. And, and uh, the U.S. collectors collect all these different uh, versions of, uh, of Earth Angel. Earth Angel was also uh, re-released in uh, April of 1960, but it didn't make a hit then. But uh, as I was just telling a friend on the phone just yesterday, uh, 1960 was the first 1950s revival. That's when it started, 1960. And coming up shortly, we're going to begin Rarest of the Rare Part 3, Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies. However, before, in this little pregame show to that, I brought in this record collector magazine from England that we're looking through at. Anything more to comment about any of the comments in the record collector magazine from what we played there? Well, like the chords, Jackie Lee Cochran. Well, it mentions that the um, the, the uh, Jackie Lee Cochran on an uh, on an English version. You got to remember that the the English people like to collect um, their their rockabillies on and other collectibles on the original English labels. And so, while that that record on on an American copy or Canadian copy, for that matter, is is um, not very pricey at all. It's less than a hundred bucks, uh, somewhere between fifty and seventy five, I think. But uh, the original English version is going to set you back about 4000 bucks if, if you want to have one in pristine condition. Dollars, dollars, dollars. Coming up shortly, rarest of the rare with Ed Lasco. Here's the Penguins, the original Penguins, not the band from the 2000s of youngsters from Vancouver Bridge, Columbia, Canada. They were fine as well, but this is the original Penguins on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Just a fool, a fool in love 
and you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. Yes, you're still listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And just to reacquaint everybody, who are you? That's crazy. Ed. Ed, what are we doing today? We're doing the rarest of the rare, um, which is going to be the American $1,000 Rockabillies versus just crazy rare Canadian rock and roll. Rarest of the rare, part three on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show here today. And who are you again, Ed, in case people are wondering? What are you doing with all these rare records? Well, I just uh, I just love uh, the music, you know, so it's, that's, uh, that's what happens. You just keep buying them, and they just keep stacking up, Stack of, stacks of wax. And it's amazing with music how people keep in the game for so long. Sadly, Bobby Robinson died a little while back. What can you tell the people of Bobby Robinson and what we just heard right now? I know him from doing rap. Like, he did a whole bunch of rap records, i.e. he released lots of rap records like Love Rap by Spoonie G, Rappin' and Rockin' the House by the Funky 4 Plus One. I think he did stuff with some cool moldy as well. Like, he's a rap pioneer, but he goes way back, doesn't he, Ed? What did we just hear? Well, uh, we heard Champion Jack Dupree, uh, Shim Sham Shimmy, uh, on the Red Robin label, which was, um, uh, I believe... Um, a J- a Bobby Robinson's first um, record label, and of course, uh, Bobby Robinson himself was uh, a, a black person from from Harlem, Harlem, and uh, he one of the first black people to own his own record label. And uh, actually, we got a, an interesting uh, email that was originally sent to me from. Uh, from Wayne Russell in Brandon, Manitoba. Hi, Wayne. I hope you're listening. And um, and that's what got us going on uh, Bobby Robinson. Bobby Robinson on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Now, to kick off Rarest of the Rare, what do we have, Ed? Well, we're going to start off with uh, a tune that was a favorite by... Uh, uh, a local neo rockabilly band here from Vancouver, BC, Canada, the, the uh, Nervous Fellows. They used to do a version of this um, Bad Bad Boy, Bobby Lawler, $1,000 American rockabilly record. On an Ardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs> Thank you. 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Hello, Ed! You're back! bip bop bip bop boom What did we just hear there on Rarest of the Rare, Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show? That was Mickey Hawks with Moon Mullins, uh, and uh, that record uh, on the original Mart label would be $1,000 U.S., which is uh, about the same in Canadian these days. Still a lot of money. Yeah, and before that, we heard Rudy Tootie Baby by Lee Mitchell, another $1,000 American rockabilly. And we began with Bobby? 
We heard um, uh, champion Jack Dupree that, that came out on uh, Bobby Robinson's Red Robin label. That was way to begin the show. We also had Bobby Lawler in there, too. Uh, yeah, 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 way back at the beginning now. How much oh, was that oh, yes, one? that right, uh, in, in between there. Well, Bobby Lawler, actually, uh, a, a nice, clean, original copy has not come up for sale in the last three and a half years. I would estimate a, a mint minus or even an excellent copy would probably go for $2,000, possibly even three. And you mentioned Bobby Robinson. Right off the top there, I guess we should have mentioned a bit more, or I should have mentioned a bit more. Could you please mention a bit more about Bobby Robinson? We played way off the top in an Artwork Human Survey Show. I mentioned a rap connection. There's a whole bunch more, isn't there? Well, in between, yeah. Um, uh, now, he started off uh, doing um, rhythm and blues and uh, doo-wop and, and blues uh, records on the Red Robin label. Uh, after that, um, he started Fury label, which... Uh, started all kinds of people including um uh Gladys Knight and Knights and the Pips for the, their first big hit record and uh also he was involved with Ike and Tina Turner and um it's just uh, all kinds of stuff Ed, with Rare Records, you've been through a lot of warehouses specifically you went through Shelby Singleton's Sun Warehouse kind of the holy grail of collectors of sun being able to go through there how much rare stuff was left how much rarest of the rare are in warehouses you were acting the sun warehouse well that was uh, that was in 1990 and of course all of that has been bought up now but uh yeah when i was in there there were uh, oh there must have been a good uh, 50,000 records in the in the place when i walked in there and i touched every last one of them i went through all of them with a fine tooth comb i bought several uh, records out of uh, that that warehouse that were absolutely the last copies i don't know who whoever bought the first copy of uh, Blue Suede Shoes by Carl Perkins, but I know who bought the last one because it was me. Ed Lasko on an Artwater Human Serviette radio show, Rarest of the Rare, Part 3. Coming up right now, some Canadian content, some rare Canadian records that are so rare there is no price on them. That's right. They're so rare, they're just totally unknown. This this next one, uh, I found it just by a fluke. It's from April 62. Uh, it's by a guy named Don Abraham, and uh, this is a great rocker. It's called Cruel Betty. <laughs>
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, doing Canadian rockers versus American rockabillies with guest DJ. It's Eddie J. Ed, you just said something blasphemous. I was asking you about the Million Dollar Quartet, and you had nothing to say about them. What can you tell the people about the Million Dollar Quartet? You love the Million Dollar Quartet. 
Well, that was uh, Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and um, and a guy that was just uh, hadn't had his first uh, hit record yet uh, at the time that that meeting took place, and that was Jerry Lee Lewis. And it was some new information that surfaced about the Million Dollar Quartet, although you've totally forgotten what it is because we're so covered here in money right now. How much money have we spent so far on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show here today? How much money have we spent? That would be $4,000 just for the three American rockabilly records that we played. And what did we just hear now? They weren't American. No, that was, uh, we just heard Genie Genie by a guy named Les Tasher. Um, that was that was cut uh, in about 59 or 60 for uh, the Canadian International label, which I suspect was his own label. And it's just uh, incredibly rare. Do you know where he's from at all? Uh, I suspect that he's uh, probably from from Toronto, but uh, there's just nothing known about this guy. Where did you personally get the record? Um, that record came to me from, I think, Belgium. Via Belgium? Yes. And it's not a boot, it's the original? No, the original, yeah. It and hasn't been booted. And before that, what did we hear? Don? That was Don Abraham, for, uh, Cruel Betty, from Apex, uh, recorded for, uh, or released on the Apex uh, label from N62. And the value of these Canadians is unknown because they've never been priced because they're so incredibly rare. That's right. So well, we're still at $4,000. Yeah, well, you know, they, they, the, the two Canadian records, uh, you know, together would be maybe a couple hundred bucks. So not much compared to those American records. And right now we're going to kick it up to what? How much are we up to now when we're going to play? Right now we're going to play some Hobo Bop, right? We're, we're going to play some Hobo Bop, and uh, this is another $1,000 American rockabilly record. That's if you could find a, a mint minus copy. And it's by? An original. And this is by Tommy Nelson. Who's from? Oh, don't know anything about him. These guys are all obscure. But thank you, Tommy, for helping us top the 5,000 pledge mark here on the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show's rarest of the rare, Canadian rockers versus American rockabillies. When I hear that long, some freight Seems like it always say go. Oh. Well, I'm just an old boat down by the road track. Just looking at those tires and wondering if I'll ever get back. To a little old shack I call my home, sweet home. Well, I spent my nights looking up at the moon and the stars. Go and travel from place to 
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, Rarest of the Rare, Part 3, Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies with guest DJ... Crazy Ed! Ed, what did we just hear there? Pushing our total well over 5,000. Oh, my God. It's hard to estimate a price for that last one. Um, what we heard was Kenny Parchman's uh, uh, Don't You Just, Don't You Know, uh, recorded for the Jackson label. And, a, and an absolutely beat up, thrashed copy went for, for in excess of $1,500. So a, a mint minus copy, oh, I don't know, that could be 3000 4000 maybe 5000 bucks. And you'd need to have the extra money because what we played before, Ed, was kind of embarrassing, isn't it? What did we hear? Lefty Nicks. Well, There's something embarrassing about this, isn't there? Model A Ford Blues, a great tune. Well, I just checked my book, you know, and, 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 and I found that a VG Plus copy, which is actually a pretty decent record, went for a mere $361. But, but still, that's a long ways from being mint minus. You're slipping, Ed. You're slipping. Well, it's in the book for $1,200, bucks, 1000 to $1,200. So that's what I was going by. But uh, in reality, yes, a VG Plus copy sold for a mere 361 U.S. dollars. Lefty Nicks with Model A Ford Blues. And before that, Tommy Nelson with... Hobo Bop uh, on the infamous Dixie label. And uh, that one, I think we can be pretty well assured was going to go for $1,000 for a mint minus copy, but no such copy. Not even a G minus copy has come up in the last three and a half years. Ed, coming up, some Canadian tunes. Gee, we got a great rocker for you, and I guarantee you've never heard this before because it's from Vancouver, B.C., Canada, and nobody in Vancouver, B.C., Canada has ever heard this either. Um, it's, it's a way late one. It came out in 75. Uh, it's a duet between Don Rutledge and Donna Woodward. And uh, this one came out on uh, the VLM label, Van Los, Los Music. 
And this one's called Bring It On Home. And I was shocked, Ed, when you said 1975. 1975? Did I hear that right? I, I wish you could have been in the booth with me, folks, because you would have seen Nardware, the human serviette, Blanche, as I say, 75. And he's going, 75? 75? But when you hear this thing, let's rock. On an Ardward, a human serviette radio show, here's Don Rutledge with Bring It On Home from 1975. <laughs> Calling up my lady, just going down living this way. Well, I got lots of time, and I just found a dime, but I'm afraid of what my lady might say. Oh, I say, bring it on home to your mama. I'm needing you real bad today. But well, it's been a long time, and it's messed up my mind. Think of why you gone astray. Bring it on home to your mama. Looking up another man Hey, it's a long way up from the bottom of the pit And this world can be mean as hell That's why I stopped at the bar tonight Just to have a drink and rest a spell Now I'm looking at the clock and it's way past two Lord, I didn't mean to stay gonna say oh, I say bring it on home to your mama I've been needing you real bad today oh, well it's been a long time and it's messed up my mind thinking why you gone astray bring it on home to your mama truck it home as fast as you can cause if it's not tonight then I'll be out of sight looking up another man Thank <laughs> you. 
the heck? Undislocated my neck. Ooh, I made a crazy lion roar. And dislocated my jaw. Think of all the fun you've missed. If you have not begun to twist. Doing fine. I dislocated my spine. Oh, I shouted hip 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 hooray. There goes another vertebrae. Think of all the fun you've missed, oh, baby doll. If you had not begun to twist, yeah. just do the dislocation twist, dislocation twist, dislocation twist. <laughs> and give the hospitals a break for the doctor's sake. Learn to do the twist. You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with Rarest of the Rare, Part 3, Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies. And Ed, this is all your stuff. What did we just hear there? Well, that was a crazy rare record. That um, that was Rolf Harris, who is uh, only known worldwide for timey kangaroo down sport. But that was, uh, for a long time in the early 60s, uh, Rolf lived in Vancouver. BC Canada and and he recorded for a local label the Thunderbird label I talked to um, uh, the engineer on that record um, just trying to think of his name what was his name now Robin Spurgeon and Robin uh, told me that he recorded that record and that the um, he said that the uh, the owner of the label was a a fellow from Edmonton but um, I think we can can sort of consider it to be a Vancouver label and uh, yeah Dislick Cation Twist was uh, just a great record that um, probably never got out of the lower mainland. I would think that that's Rolf Harris's best record. And all these will be released on a CD coming up, most likely, Ed, right, by Cease Klopp. Yes, um, it's been hung up. Uh, I finally got in touch with Cease, and he tells me he doesn't have enough material, enough uh, rare Canadian material to fill out the CD. So I'm going to go back into uh, my collection and and make a bunch of uh, suggestions uh, so that we can round it out and get that thing out in the world. And for people who don't know, what label does Cease run? uh, he's collector's records. He he has other uh, record labels as well. So I'm uh, I'm not sure which one uh, he'll use for for the forthcoming uh, rare Canadian rockers uh, CD. Coming up right now, some American content. Thousand dollar American rockabillies, and this the next one is just crazy rare. It was so rare that uh, when the, when a fellow wanted to. Um, 
um, reprodu reproduce the record. He couldn't find a good copy, and so he reproduced a G minus copy. So we're going to hear a record full of um, scratches, pops, and clicks. This is Tracy Pendarvis. Rarest of the rare on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies. Oh, give me love.
Still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with Rarest of the Rare, Part 3, Canadian Rockers versus... American Rockabillies. And who are you again? This is Crazy Ed. And Ed, what are we doing here today? What are we up to today? Well, I think we're up to about a $13,000 American here for if you want to buy mint minus copies of all these crazy rare American rockabillies. And you were saying the Canadian records are worthless and you collect Canadian rock. Yeah, well, that's where it makes it cheap for me. So it's $13,000 without the Canadian records. Yeah, the Canadian records haven't made $1,000 yet between all of them. They're just crazy rare, and you can't find them. But, you know, when you do find them, they're not, just not worth that much. And what did 
we just hear from the American persuasion, Ed? That was uh, Johnny Powers, uh, real name Johnny Pavlik, and that was a crazy rare American rockabilly called Rock Rock, which came out on the on the Fox label. Uh, uh, a, a mint minus copy is uh, pretty much guaranteed to cost you over $1,000 U.S. If, if you can find a mint minus one for sale. Um, there hasn't been any copies whatsoever for sale in the last four years on eBay. Before that, we heard Howard? Yeah, Howard Perkins, a thing called Lovin' Baby, and uh, same thing, uh, no copies for sale on eBay in the last four years. And before that? Tracy Pendarvis, same thing, no copies for sale in the last four years. Give me lovin', Tracy Pendarvis. Uh, Crazy rare American rockabilly record. I'm glad you didn't say eBay again, Ed. You haven't been on eBay, have you? That's where all my records come from these days. Ed, you're finding stuff from 75, and you're on eBay. What has happened? What has happened, Ed? Well, that's just the way the, the world has turned. What, but, can I, what can you say? However, you still are looking for the rarest of the rare Canadian rockers, and we got one here coming up. What can you tell us about what we're about to hear now? All right, I, I'm going to tell you something. Folks, if you've got a mint minus copy of this record, I will personally pay $1,000 for a mint minus copy. This one's Ernie Barabow. It's called Gold Diggin' Papa. It's a Canadian rockabilly, and no, I do not own a copy. And how did you get your copy? How did I get this one? I, I, there's only two known copies in the world, and uh, a, a local fellow, Ron Senko, owns a copy, and uh, I taped there or put, put this on the CD from his copy. Oh, my God, CDs mentioned. I'm glad you didn't mention MP3, Ed. Oh, that would have just been the end of the world. Completely. I don't even know what that is. Ed, what can you say more about, though, Ernie, about Ernie here that we're about to hear, Gold Digging Papa? Where's well, he from? We, th- uh, we think he's from uh, Montreal. He was on a Montreal. Montreal label. Uh, the click label is from Montreal, so um, that's that's about all we know. That was one of the last uh, records, if not the last record, to come out on the click label, and that probably helps explain why it's so rare. And because Ed will pay $1,000 for it, it now brings our total up to $14,000, Ed. That's right, that's right. Now, what, what's our phone number here in case somebody wants to give me a call and, and, and cash in on their Ernie Barabo oh, record? We'll give out the email, Nardwa at nardwar.com N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R nardwar at nardwar.com or tweet me at nardwar so here's right now a $1,000 Canadian record that Ed will pay for and Ed, the name of the record? This is Ernie Barabo Gold Diggin' Papa phone me up and dig some gold
You're still listening to the Nard War, the Human Serviette Radio Show with Rarest of the Rare, Part 3, Canadian Rockers versus... American Rockabillies. And who are you, Ed? Because now it is time to say goodbye to you, Ed, but not before saying we will have raised, at the end of the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, or we will have played $18,000 worth of records. Ed, is this true? What's yeah. been happening today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show? What have we been doing? $1,000 Rockabilly Records, uh, American Rockabillies, and... Uh, and a bunch of cheapo Canadian records, except for one that I personally am willing to pay somebody if if they're willing to get in touch with Nardwar right now. I've got a thousand dollars that I'll pay for a copy, a mint minus copy, not just any copy, but it's got to be mint minus of Gold Diggin' Papa by Ernie Barabo on Click. And we did hear that. Click 79. And what did we hear right after that, Ed? We ended right there with the Sabres, and that was how much? That was uh, another extremely rare American rockabilly record that would set you back uh, about $2,000 if you can find a mint minus one. Actually, a copy uh, did go on eBay just uh, a little while ago. A mint minus one went for $1,880. Now, what are we going to hear right now, and where are these bands from, and how much are they worth? Well, we've got a pair of uh, $2,000 or $2,000 a piece. And uh, the first one is on that uh, infamous Dixie label. This is J.C. Sawyer doing Going Steppin'. And uh, the, the last uh, record we're going to play for you folks is uh, a guy from Memphis, Tennessee, where, uh, where all this crazy stuff started. Uh, Ray Scott on uh, the satellite label, a thing called You Drive Me Crazy. And Ed, how- 
how much does the Ray Scott go for? That's another $2,000 record. And anything else you want to say about any of these records we've been playing today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, other than Nardwar at Nardwar.com well, is the email. I, I sure wish somebody has got all these original records would just phone me up and lay them on me. But you're still on the hunt, though, for the Canadian ones that are worth nothing, right, Ed? And that's the great thing, Ed. You're going after nothing, right? Well, they don't cost very much. But, uh, I mean, when they're, you're they're saying just, nothing, just they're out just of curiosity, terribly hard to find. When you're saying worth nothing, $300 is not a lot for you to spend on a record. Like, what do you usually think is a good deal when you buy a record? Lastly here, Ed, just wondering, like, what is a good deal for you to buy a record? Because you saying, you know, $300 isn't really that much. $300 is not that much for a record? Well, it's all relative. Um, I, my best... Uh, find uh, over uh, 2010 was uh, a record uh, that also came out on a Montreal label, the Chateau label, um, I think called Lindy Lou by uh, Kenny and the Bebops. And uh, even though it was, uh, you know, a, a, a VG Plus record, which isn't that great, you know, a VG Plus record has still got a, a couple pops and, you know, it's got some marks on it and maybe the label isn't pristine. I was willing to pay $300 for that one, but I only ended up having to pay 100 bucks. So I thought that was a good deal. So of, every, everything's relative. And of course, the Neil Young record that you bought, Neil Young. Squires, you did pan over a bit of cash for that, well, which is the rarest Canadian collectible of all. How much did you pay for Neil Young's first record, The Squires, Aurora, Back with the Sultan? Uh, well, that's one of uh, maybe three or four Canadian records that are that are worth uh, in excess of a thousand dollars for a VG Plus um, copy of that with uh, with the previous owner's name written in ink on the label. I passed over. I think it was a sixteen hundred dollars for it, and that was a few years ago. Too bad we don't have that here today to push the total to over. $18,000. Well, thanks so much for coming into the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show here. Ed Lasco doing Rarest of the Rare Part 3 Canadian Rockers versus American Rockabillies. Right now we have some J.C. Sawyer. And then... It's been my pleasure, Nardworth. Thank you for having me. And then we're going to have Ray Scott. You drive me crazy. It's been crazy, Ed. Well, thanks so much, Ed. Keep on rocking in a free world and do 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 loot do do do
Every year, for some time now, CITR Radio in Vancouver and a few independent and college radio stations around the globe have worked to give modern art a transmitter. The concept of giving art a birthday was introduced by French-born artist-slash-peacenik Robert Filiou. In 1963, he asserted that one million years ago there was no art. But one day, on the 17th of January to be precise, art was born when someone dropped a dry sponge into a bucket of water. 24 hours of radio art will broadcast midnight to midnight January 17th on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver and online at citr.ca. Radio. 